Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 16th day of August. I'm your host, Paul White. We have concluded First and Second Timothy, and as I told you, we are going to start with our previously unreleased audible book, audiobook of Righteous Saul versus Righteous Paul. That's the book we wrote in 2018. But before we do that, as I told you yesterday, we have a listener request. Good friend of mine, partner, friend of the ministry, Jan Metz. Hello, Jan. You're a faithful listener. Jan's from Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Was a part of our church there for several years. Is a dear friend of mine. And she contacted me a couple weeks ago and said, the last seven minutes of Hidden in a Handkerchief, I want to just keep it on repeat so I can hear it again and again. Hidden in a Handkerchief is a message we aired a week or so ago. Go check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. It's the parable of the minas. I don't want to give any context. I just want to jump in. I'm going to give you the last seven or eight minutes or so, and I'll let the prayer all the way to the amen take us home for the day. This will basically be my way of uh, telling the story in a nutshell and then just sort of preaching out. I hope you enjoy. Here is the last few minutes of Hidden in a Handkerchief, and we'll get started with our audio book tomorrow. God bless. Maybe, maybe we ain't supposed to be popular. I don't know. Maybe we're supposed to do something with our grace other than sit on, pat each other on the back, quote some scriptures, slap a bumper sticker on our car. How about we do something with it where we risk. We risk somebody coming into our church makes us look bad. We risk somebody being involved in sins. Oh God, what would happen if they failed and then what people would say about us? Can you, can you feel my facetiousness? I hope you can, because that's exactly what Jesus was pouring on them in Luke 19. This is a facetious story. I, want, I gave you the Powerball, and all I told you to do is go do something with it. And I come back, and you wrapped that dude in a napkin and stuck it in the top drawer of your spiritual heart, and you think I'm excited? I went to the far country, died, suffered, resurrected and brought it back to you as king and you handed it back to me untouched. This ain't anything to shout about. Fall down once in a while. Love somebody risky. Be passionate. Give it a chance. Won't we fail? Heck yes, we will fail. And we'll fail a lot. And sometimes we'll fail miserably, but we won't be accused of not loving people. And we won't be accused of not helping people. And we won't be accused of not accepting people. At the end of the day, I don't care anymore. Too much about what man says or thinks of what I do with the radical grace and love that I believe God has given to me because they neither add to nor diminish that grace. If I have $10 and I hand you a dollar, I only have nine. But if I have 10 minas of grace and I hand you one, I still have 10 minas of grace. It does not hurt me to love you. What if your lifestyle is unacceptable? It does not diminish my grace to love you, to accept you, to embrace you. What hurts is if I wrap what I have in a napkin because I'm scared of you and I'm scared of the God that gave it to me. That's unacceptable. That is the underappreciated parable of the menace. What a mighty word by Jesus. Now watch this dark twist at the end. 
how he lands this thing, all right? What are we going to do with this? Luke 19, 24 to 27. He said to those who stood by, take the minute from him, give it to him who has 10 minutes. They said, Master, he already has 10 minutes. What I like about this is that we will always try to rationalize people not receiving more grace. He's already got 10. Don't give it to him. Give it to someone who has less. Don't ever tell God what to do with his grace. Don't ever tell God what to do with his love. All right? He gets to love who he wants to love. And I got a feeling he loves everyone. And he gets to bless who he wants to bless. And so I don't get to say, yeah, but God, they didn't do what I did. Okay, those, that, those days are gone. Master, he has 10 minutes. Notice that just gets ignored. Everyone who has will be given. From him who does not have even what he has will be taken away from him. What's this mean? Bring here. I think this is the definition. Bring here those enemies of mine who do not want me to reign over them. And slay them before me. When you take the Luke 19 story and you filter it into the Matthew 25 parable of talents, you got the people dying at the end of the story. It's pretty easy to eschatologically frame this around the fall of the Mosaic Temple in AD 70. It's pretty easy to frame it around judgment against the system because we know people died. And so you can you can almost you can deal with it with that and then kind of ignore it. But I think that leaves it in their context and it doesn't really do much to ours because you get to the end of the story and go, kind of better resolution. What do we do with what Jesus says? So here's what I do. Keep the image of Jesus in mind. Always keep the Im- Don't bring back your Joshua God and your second king's God. Don't do it. Don't, don't start opening your Bible. Here a verse, there a verse, everywhere a verse, verse, and go, but it's in the Bible. If it ain't in Jesus, you're not a disciple of it. Start there, stop there. Keep Jesus in mind. As you conclude the parable, and the ending seems to say that the point of the story is you are cut off, slain in Jesus' words, when you refuse to play God's way. What's his way? Radical, unfair grace. What's our way? Fear-based performance. You want to play fear-based performance? It's going to kill you. You Want to play my way? Life. Now, I I know what I'm talking about because I played this way for a long time. This will stress you out. This will kill you. You'll be ready to quit. A lot of people have quit. A lot of people aren't aren't really living for the Lord anymore in their day-to-day life because they had a fear-based Christianity in the first place, and they got tired, and they just wore out. And a lot of it's just guilt and condemnation. You you corner them. If you can ever get them to talk to you, they'll just say, I can't can't live that. I just can't live it. I just can't live for God. I'm not trying, but it's too much. And others are living it and hate it. They are miserable Christians. I'm, I'm framing all of this right here. They are miserable Christians because all they have is the knowledge of salvation wrapped in a napkin. They've hid it away somewhere just hoping to get to heaven. Just get me to heaven. And whatever looks like it gets me there, I'll back. But I ain't going to step out. I'm not going to do anything risky with it. Because I can't risk missing heaven. Here's what, here's what, you want to know what it sounds like? Get ready, it's going to sound real familiar. I can't risk missing heaven for your sin. I can't miss missing heaven for what you call love. And the truth is that a lot of times we're just the third servant. And what kills us is not a future hell. What kills us is a Christianity hidden in a handkerchief that doesn't affect our neighbor, our kids, our spouse, our enemies, our world. And Jesus gets to the end of the story, and I don't think anybody was laughing anymore. And I got a feeling there was a few people, some of his disciples included, that maybe that night as they prayed said, God, I don't know what I got to do. 
but I don't want to be those first two guys. <laughs> I don't want to hide this in a handkerchief. Teach me how to release this grace. I, have no, I had no idea as I started, how does this, how does this baby end today? Because this is one of those words that for me, you, I, you can't get that out there fast enough. There's so many good things coming around the corner in that story that you, you start to run up against one. You go, you got to hurry, get, get around that corner, get around that corner, get around that corner. So I hope we didn't rush those turns today. I hope we didn't stall out on any of them either. Um, and I don't know where to put my foot at the end except to say this. See a big God in the face of Jesus and don't hide it in the handkerchief of your spiritual intelligence and fear. And start talking to the Lord about what it would look like if you did business in the kingdom. Maybe that's how we pray this week. Go, God, teach me how to do business today. I go on out here with a pocket full of love. Teach me how to do business. And the, the wrong way to do business is shove it in my pockets and go, mm, 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 they don't qualify. You go, teach me how to do business. I'm gonna throw, some of it's going, I'm going to waste some of it. I'm going to love some unlovable people, and they're going to hate me and beat me half to death. I'm going to love them anyway. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I feel like I do that sometimes with videos. Like, I'm trying to throw out goodness, and then you just get this vitriol back from people. It's like, man, it didn't even cost you anything to watch that, and you still cussed me out. It's like, I, don't, I, didn't, I, didn't, even, I didn't come into your house and make you hit play, and yet that's what I get back. It's like, but hey, that's the risk we take. You know, it's way better than I'm not going to say anything at all because I don't want any opposition. You just... Do business, man. Do business. Do business. Father, thank you. I don't, I don't know how to end today other than just say thank you. You're teaching me how to do business. In some ways, Father, I've been doing business and didn't know I was doing business. I tried to do business better, not realizing that it ain't about doing it better. It's just about doing it. It's just about loving. It's about putting it out there. I don't know what better even would look like, but I do know what doing nothing looks like. And I don't ever want to be that third servant. Father, I want a Christianity that's bigger than hiding it in a handkerchief around a bunch of scriptures and doctrines and ideas because I'm too scared to love and I'm too scared to live for fear. I do not want a bad picture of you. I want a picture that looks just like Jesus, the ultimate picture of God, the ultimate man doing business on the field. Teach us how to do business in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>